Hey everybody, welcome back to another meeting with um, Breaking the Curses of, of Slavery. And thank God this is breaking the lingering curses of slavery. We know that these curses have lingered. And we're here with Every Step Counts Ministries. My name is Lisa Gray, and we have been doing this for a little bit now. And the Lord just keeps giving more and more information. He keeps giving more revelation, and I'm just excited about what he's saying even now. Um, uh, for those of you that have been journeying with me, I have been out of the uh, area, but I'm back, and I am happy to be here. Glad to see everybody back. Hey, Sam. And we're going to go ahead and get started because the Lord gave me a lot this week. And I don't know, I was doing it a little bit at a time, but I may have missed some pieces. But I want us to be able to, um, I just want us to be able to um, really spend some time in repentance today and, and hit as many of the curses and, and the lingering effects that the Lord will show us. So I'm really looking forward to this topic today. So um, hopefully you can now see my screen and we're on breaking the lingering curses of slavery. And we're doing this in the course of heaven. So we have been using the book um, as a jumping off point, breaking, uh, breaking the curses of slavery by Pamela Burgess Maine. And we also are starting to, to use, and I'm asking everybody who, who's interested, they can also get the book from Dr. Joy DeGruy. Again, I've only made it to the first chapter, but it had so much information in it. And it brought on the topic that we're gonna be discussing today, which is education. We're gonna to talk today about education or the lack thereof. Last week, we dealt with our women and that was a very good session. Uh, the Lord did some tremendous things in that session. He uncovered some things um, regarding women and we did a lot of repentance and that was an excellent, I really would encourage you to go back, take another look at that as opportunity and also to share that. So you can also get that off of the YouTube. I hope everybody's had it. Yeah, everybody's seen the YouTube. That's where I've been putting the videos. So again, we're talking about the legacy of the transatlantic slave trade. And we know that it has been quite a legacy as we've gone through the, these weeks. One of the questions that we continue to hear and we have to be able to answer is, why do we continue to discuss the past? I even hear that in the spirit. I hear people when you, when you say that you're doing something with slavery, it's like, whether they're black or white, why do you continue to discuss the past? We know that it happened. We know that it was a tragedy, but it's time to move on. So, so, so we say, but this is my response. When you go to the doctor, they want to have, know your medical history. They want to know what runs in your family. Why? because it affects what's happening with you. So the question that we would have is what's going on in your family, not medically speaking, but spiritually speaking, what has happened in the past that is affecting your present? 
So what we're doing is taking a look. And the reason that we're going back is we're looking at our spiritual history. Because what took place in our past does have an effect on our present. And we have to be able to answer that question without any malice, um, without any um, agitation. But simply, we need to educate. We have to educate whether black or white, it doesn't make a difference. But this is about educating people that our past has affected our present and it will affect not just our future, but our children and our children's children's future. So why are we doing this? Well, because we have dual citizenship. We have a national or a natural citizenship, whatever country you're from, but we also are kingdom citizens in heaven, according to Philippians 3 and 20. Our citizenship is in heaven. So we're, we're handling both. We, do, we have dual citizenship. I live in Michigan. And in Michigan, there's a lot of people who have dual citizenship. They're Canadian citizens and they're American citizens. The same is happening with us. And that's why we're taking this up because our concern is what's happening nationally, nature, and what's happening in heaven. And heaven wants us as sons to take our positions and to take our authority and to use it for the good. So again, we're gonna deal this week with educational slaves and former slaves. Well, let's start off with, there was a belief system there that if you educated the slaves or if you educated the former slaves, it would lead to discontent and rebellion. So the best way to keep your slaves happy was to keep them ignorant. That's the belief system. We have to go back and we, we make, if you would make some notes of this, so we make sure we hit these things. But we want to hit that belief system. There was in America, the Freedmen's Bureau. In March of 1865, there was a branch of the United States Army, and it was a temporary agency that was set up. And its function was to provide relief to the thousands of refugees, black and white, who had been left homeless because of the Civil War. And they were to supervise the affairs related to the newly freed slaves in the southern states and to administer all land that was abandoned by Confederates or confiscated from them during the war. Now the Freedmen's Bureau, Freedman's Bureau, supervised the schools and they started offering classes from elementary level to college level. This is something I just added when I was, after we had already got here, but all of a sudden the Lord reminded me of the temporal lobe. The temporal lobe deals with your facial recognition, your language comprehension, your speech, your memory, your auditory perception, emotional responses, and visual. So a lot of learning will take place in the temporal lobe. So we wanna hit that when we do our repentance. So I'm just gonna give you a little bit of history. This is US history. In the United States, there was a Supreme Court, which is the highest court in the land that said we could have separate but equal facilities. So now we're talking about a legal precedent 
that said it's okay to cause separation. We don't want to integrate, but so the legal, the law said that as long as it was, it was equal, it was okay. However, that law came with a lot of ramifications and a lot of impact. That law opened the door to a culture. Now we're talking about former slaves now, but because it could be equal but separate, everything became separate. Whether we're talking about restaurants, drinking fountains, parks, public facilities, um, theaters, uh, pools, everything became separate. And it legitimized and it perpetuated the lingering effects, the impact, and the ramifications of the previous slavery system. I'm going to say that again. The Plessy versus Ferguson, which talked about our educational system, that said, okay, as long as it was equal, it could be separate. That came into our culture and it opened the door spiritually. It gave legitimacy, it gave weight to everything from there on. Everything had to be separate. It legitimized and it perpetuated the lingering effects of slavery that we're talking about today. I wanna to make sure that that's clear to, to everybody. I, I, was, uh, I was in the South and this one lady, she, she kept one of those signs where it was no color allowed. Well, this lady's still living today. That, that, that is what she lived through. Let's talk again about the, the education system. Public funds had uneven distribution. The Constitution of 1866 provided that, quote, income derived from the public school fund would be employed exclusively for the education of white scholastic inhabitants. So we're talking about a public school fund, yet and still it was for the white inhabitants. Also where there were separate facilities provided in most of the cases they were very much so unequal in terms of both their physical structure and their curriculum. I taught in the Detroit public schools, and I'm gonna say 10 years ago, it's been about 10 years since I was there. What they had was absolutely ridiculous. When I tell you that that public school system was, uh, they had leftover books, it was just really, it was sad. I didn't realize just how bad it was. But we're talking about education, educating a generation. Oh yeah, that law was very recent. Thank you. I was looking at the chat. So what I'm saying here and what I'm, uh, I, I am proposing to you guys is that the separate but equal, equal really was never implemented. Although Texas, this was in Texas, they spent an average of $3.39 or about one third less for the education of African-American students than for the white students. And this was from the 40s. So we're talking about the generation that's still living. 
my parents, I was born in 60. My parents were born in the uh, late 1920s. So we're talking about somebody in the 1940s. Their, edu their education was less than, it was not equal. This, the separate but equal, it worked on paper. That's what it really what I want to say to you. It worked on paper and it, the paper was distributed. However, if it was never implemented, what, what difference does the paper make? If it was never instituted, if it didn't have any weight behind it, if anybody, if there was never any checks and balances to ensure that it took place, well, it didn't take place. I'm just saying it just didn't. Then we had the Brown versus Board of Education. And that was in 1954 where the same Supreme Court here in the U.S. said, okay, no more separate but equal. They have to integrate. That was in 1954. And that still didn't take place. want to talk a little bit about the higher educational system. In 1838, there was the Jesuits, which is a, um, a part of the Catholic Church, where they had a slave sale. In 1838, 272 men, women, and children were sold by the Maryland Jesuits and a portion of the proceeds was used to pay for the debts of Georgetown College. And it's now called Georgetown University, a very famous university, which is run by the Jesuits. But guess who couldn't get into that? Guess who could not get into the Georgetown University? Although the slaves had been sold in order to even make it possible and that's something that the institution is trying to, uh, I know that they've made attempts to find out who the slave, those descendants of those slaves were. So when we're talking about the educational system, we're not talking about just preschool. We're not talking about just K through 12. We're also including many uh, higher level institutions would not allow, simply would not allow anyone of African descent, any of those former slaves. And what took place in the U.S., from what I understand, pretty much took place um, in other countries as well. So when we start talking about the education and the lingering effects, I want, I want to make sure we go back. It's not just what took place, but now we're talking about, two, this is 2021. What are the lingering effects of this unequal system? What are the lingering effects of having um, the slave ancestry? What are the lingering effects of not being able to have an education? Well, there's an education gap, right? Uh-oh, go back up. So 31% of black students, and we're talking about did I put that? I don't know if I put it on there. We're talking about within the last five years, 31% of black students did not finish high school on time. The percentage of white students who completed a college degree was 61.5% compared to 39.5% of black students. We are absolutely seeing an education gap. 
what is what is that? Well, it's the lingering effects of slavery. We have to, as a nation, be able to have a conversation without the emotions. But we just have to have a we you, you have to acknowledge things in order to move past them. God is waiting for us to acknowledge this is what took place, this is what happened, this is the legacy. And, and as long as we can acknowledge it, repent. Then we can start to collaborate. Then we can start to move on. Then we can be honest. Yes, many of our white friends' parents were a part of the KKK. They were a part of the lynching. They did it on a Sunday afternoon after, after church. All of this is true. There was nepotism. But as long as we can say, oh, that didn't have nothing to do with us. I, I wouldn't have been. As long as we continue to negate it, then we, we're not being able to move on. We as a nation and whatever nation you are, are stuck in these places. It doesn't matter what continent you're on, but we're stuck when we refuse to acknowledge. We were, I mean, that's the same place we are as Christians, correct? We have to come to the Father and acknowledge, I'm a sinner. We have to repent so that we can move on. And that's what I'm seeing with this education gap. And it's huge. It has, there's lingering effects. So when, when um, you talk about what we're doing today, make sure you talk about we're looking at the lingering effects, not just the curses, but what are the lingering effects? What are we still dealing with? What is our history? What's the spiritual history that we're dealing with? Well, learned helplessness is one of them. There's a learned helplessness because many of our young men, I can say for sure, as, as an instructor, have they don't believe that they can learn. There's something about being beat down over and over again until you take it into your psyche. Well, many of us know about that with domestic violence. How many women do you know that have are in these situations? You say, well, why don't they just leave? Well, there's a certain learned helplessness there. And that's what I'm seeing, this is Lisa talking, even in our educational system with some of our young men and women. Yeah. What is wrong with acknowledging that this is what's going on so that we can, you know, God wants to get to the root of the problem. We can keep picking off the leaves and we can keep seeing that some people make it, thank God. But that's not the getting to the root issue. We're talking about what heaven wants, what Yahweh wants. He wants to get to the root of the issue. We know that there have been small gains and that they have represented significant sacrifices. For me growing up in the 60s, the only thing I ever heard about was the education, period. It was always about education. It was, I'm talking about whether we were in, um, in my own home or if it was at family get-togethers. The first thing was, what's going on in school? How you doing in school? What's going on? Because we as a people understood, and, and I put that on here, we clearly recognized that the role that education could play in our elevation. Education is one of the keys. It's not the key. Not when you're in Christ, we know that. But we know that we must be educated. We must be literate. We must be able to have some understanding. We must be able to 
I mean, we're talking about people who don't know anything about checkbooks. They're still going to, uh, what's those, cash and carry or pat? I don't know what all those things are called. But they're still literally being um, used. And it's based on the education. Our education makes a huge difference. So this is 1850. According to the census of 1850, there were 58,000, this was in one state in Texas, 58,558 African-Americans, which represented 27.5% of the population. And of those, 397 were free. They believed that 217 were literate. So we're talking about 217 people out of 58,558. Literacy makes a difference. There's still a large population of former slave uh, descendants, I'm gonna say it like that, who are illiterate. We're talking about third, fourth, fifth grade education. And can't go further than that. Literacy is still an issue in 2021. I, be, I believe this is me talking. It, it has to do with some of the um, learned helplessness. I also believe it has to do with some of the um, adaptations that have happened in our brain with the temporal mode. Let's take a look at a slave code. This was in Virginia. Anyone who attempted to teach any free person of color or slave to spell, to read, or to write would be fined in a sum not less than $250 back then. So that's about $7,600 today. So if you are caught attempting, cannot spell, we don't want you to spell, we don't want you to read, we don't want you to write, we want you to be beast of burden, period. That's what you were there for, right? So there are distorted portrayals of black characters and I never finished this one. Let me, let me tell you what I was thinking about when I put that up. Distorted portrayals of black characters can create, uh, can be problematic. We have some people that uh, people idolize. I'm gonna put it like that, like a Snoop Dogg. So we have this generation of people who are idolizing someone that does not represent the Lord Jesus Christ. And that, that is the hope. When I was teaching high school, let me talk about high schoolers. When I was teaching high schoolers, I always talked about their future. What do you plan to do? Every single one, I can't think of one. I cannot think of one that didn't say that they were planning to play in the NFL or they were gonna be in the NBA. I'm talking about black men. I can't think of one. And, I, and, and it was like, okay, Lord, how do I deal with this? So this was the way I dealt with it. I was like, oh, that's great. That's excellent. Now what's your plan B? And they looked at me like I had a third head. A plan B? Yeah, what's, what's plan B? Let's say that that doesn't happen for whatever reason. You always have, and that's what I, you always have a plan B. What are you going to fall back on? 
So the culture that we live in today and, the, and who are we um, idolizing, who's in front of them, who do they visualize? They visualize NBA players and, and NFL players. So that's what they aspire to. But there's so much more. And that's why I said it was problematic. It's problematic. I have a, I have two grandsons, both of them less than two years old. So the books that I get them have black men in them. I want to make, and they're, they're both of their fathers are excellent fathers. They're nurturing fathers. They, you know, they do things with them. They read with them. But I'm just saying that that is a problem when all you know is a rapper, a football player, and a basketball player. That's an issue. That's an issue. So that's what I meant by that was problematic. Let me go back to the PowerPoint. So are we talking about illiteracy or illiteracy? Uh, isn't the issue in the case of our black boys so much as illiteracy, the unwillingness to read, even if able to do so? If we don't start putting books in front of our children very young to give them the desire, the desire is not there. They have so many different things to take them away from reading. I mean, this thing right here, huh? And the video games, it takes them away from time reading. It's a huge issue, and it's a part of our educational system. The other thing I want to make sure we talk about are labels. There's labels in the spirit where our young men see themselves as failures our young women see themselves as failures. And a failure doesn't even try. What is the point? Why should I finish school? And I know you can speak to this, Opal, with some of the young uh, women that you work with, but I, I see many of them not even trying. You want to speak to that? Absolutely. Um my husband and I, we go into juvenile facilities, which is really like placement homes, juvenile courts. The kids are um, really incarcerated. We go to level six facilities. And one of the uh, greatest things that just my husband and I have seen over the years, we've been doing this for over 25 years, is that most of the kids there are African-American and most of them are uneducated. They're reading way below their grade level. They've been in and out of foster care or, um, you know, just raising themselves on the streets, uh, whatever the reason, they are struggling in school, be, so they give up really early. In elementary school, they, they are labeled, they have a, a learning disorder or they have ADHD. Let's put them in a special class. So that sticks with that kid all the way through even they make it to high school, that label sticks with that kid. So they feel dumb and that they have, don't have the ability to, to learn, which gears them towards a life or, 
you know, hustling on the streets. Uh, I'm going to help to sell drugs to make money. You know, I live outside Atlanta. Everybody wants to be a rapper, um, which is very unfortunate, but we see it every day. And my husband and I also work in the school system. We, we are, um, they call on us as a resource to, to speak to the kids. We do seminars. We, uh, we work with the colleges here at Kennesaw State University to do tutoring. We bring in some of their college students to tutor the kids while they're in the placement centers or the juvenile courts. Because if we can't get them to the level where they should be in their reading, their math, they're always going to be left behind. And as soon as they can drop out, they will drop out. Uh, that, that has certainly been my experience. Pierre, I don't know if you can speak to that as well. You're an educator as well. Rebecca, you deal with the children. Do you have anything you want to add to that? Yep. We've been in UK. Very different, but still similar. I was just literally just coming up, which is why I was late watching a documentary of um, where the UK system looks up black kids and put them in a subnormal school for special needs, intentionally. And I was just saying to my husband, and I says, any child I come from the Caribbean or from Africa, they put them a year lower than their age group. They still do it up till now. They still do it up till now. No matter how intelligent the child is, if you come from Africa or the Caribbean, they put you a year below your age group. So obviously because of the heart cry and yes, and talking about education, when you go to prison, 70% of the children in prison are black. They're not educated. There's free education in the prison, but because they can't read and write before getting there, and you're just thinking, it's a free education. How did you get so left behind that you cannot hardly put a sentence together? And then you see it again and again and again and again. And then obviously here, because you have parents who are doing two, three, four jobs to make ends meet. So when you're trying to say to the, to, to the parent, you need to get the school to get your child extra support. They're nowhere to be seen. Okay. I go to court to represent young people. There's no parent to be there to support the young person. I've got a question for you. And that was a statement that you made earlier when you were saying, you know, you just wondering how did you get so far left behind? Are you seeing anything in particular that we need to pray regarding that? How it's, did they get so far left behind? What are you seeing? How did they, the, again, I've been to so many schools. You have a class of 30. They all have various needs. The money's there, but if the teacher do not do the proper referral or they find just problematic or they've already put you in a category, that's it. So you have to literally be coming to school to say, I need an extra help for my child. And if you're not speaking and you leave all the decision in the school, they categorically just put your child in one class and do that constantly. We have three different um, level. And when GCSE come, they give you a paper that you can only get grade C. You can get a B, you can get an A. Yeah, so, so even because I have one of my young person, I said, but 
there's extra help, he's getting extra curriculum. The mom says, oh, they've already categorized. I said, no, you cannot allow the school to categorize your child and put him in this particular class. Because during GCSE, the only examination paper they will give you is the maximum you can get is a C. Even if your intelligence is more. So because they put you in a category, we have exam papers that deal with each, each group as well. So when you were talking, it just reminded me that many of the parents were not successful and they feel that they're, they feel inferior to be able to deal with the educational system. Yes. So some of what we need, to, some of what's needed, I'm thinking is that we need the literacy for the parent and the child to learn together. So I think we need to kind of deal with that. And there's an intimidation and yep. there's a, um, you know, there's a lot of parents who just did not, don't have a good feeling regarding the educational system anyway, because they know that they were dropped, that they dropped out or they That's did. right. So there's mm -hmm. that. So again, we're talking about these things are lingering. Yeah. And then when they come with quite a lot of jargons, the parents don't understand. They don't ask for further. And they just go with the school's recommendation. And before you know it, your child is put in a category in a system that you're just thinking, why's my child here? But we spoke with you, but I didn't know. Well, it's a bit too late now. There's nothing we can do. It's crazy. But it's not crazy enough that the law cannot reinstate. I know that education. Like I always say when I speak to school, I understand that it's not education, 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 but you need to be able to read and write. I don't want a young person of, like you said, of 21, because they can't read properly, they identify. I have some adults that come to the benefit and identify money by the color. They can't tell me it's 50 pounds or it's 10 pounds. Oh, but, uh, you know, this person did not give me the right money. He didn't give me the one with the purple color. He took the, the one with the brown color. How am I supposed to fight that? That's rough. This, uh, I, what I found out as a foster parent, I had a teenager, and I still remember, I'm going to call him, uh, I'll call him Joe. I still remember having this conversation with him. And I said, Joe, you're not stupid. You just missed some steps. He had missed so much school because he was in a dysfunctional home. I told him, I said, you're not stupid. You just missed some steps. And he just looked at me like I had a third, third head or a third. And he, I was like, what? You're not stupid. But he had already internalized because he had missed so much school that he was stupid. And I'll never forget him because I kind of had to keep repeating that to him. You are not stupid by any stretch of the imagination. You missed some steps. And I told him, let's go back and get steps. You're not stupid. So I, I just, I really, I'm just, I think God wants to do something with us today. So I think I'm almost done. So again, we know that the Christian pillar and foundation is to forgive, release, and bless. John 20, 20 23. So we have to forgive those who instituted these laws, um, those who justify, 
those who minimized and, and who relegated us to be less than. I do believe that we have to do an early start to do some catch up. We have to look at our babies. We need our men. We need to read to our children. The education is everything. This kind of goes on what uh, you guys were saying earlier. There's already black boys, this is are already more likely to be suspended and to drop out of school than any other dem demographic in California and el elsewhere. So they're, they're even seen as a discipline problem and teachers' expectation. There was a study that was done. I should have put this in here. I'll, I'll add, add it to the group. But there was a study done of teachers, black and white, and the teachers were told to look for possible problems, possible, possible problem behaviors. Well, none of the children had any problem behaviors, but over and over again, the black and the white teachers looked at the black boys. And, and what's worse about this particular study, this was preschoolers. This was teachers of preschoolers that they already had a bent that the black boys were going to be a problem. I'm just saying that. Are you talking to me, Rebecca? No, I say something. Oh, I didn't hear yeah. you at all. Okay. Yeah, can I share something? This is just things I've heard in my personal observation is that if you can keep the black people uneducated and poor and broken, then they will never see their identity. And and it's that's why, because we can't we can't have that mindset change that the black people were just one step above the apes. So you, you had to keep them down to prove your point. It was like, it's like you've already made a decision about somebody. You don't even know them. You don't know what they're capable of, but you've already decided they're stupid. So, you know, it, just that automatic assumption that because somebody comes from a primitive, according to the white man culture, that he is stupid. He is uneducated. He can't be educated. He's he's basically like a really clever monkey. And it's just like if you keep bringing in laws that enforce that mindset, then eventually over time those people will believe what they've been told, that they are dumb, that they are nothing more than just educated monkeys and just sit down, shut up, you know, do your slave jobs, etc. So it's like... The laws may have been changed, but the mindset has not. Well, there are still there are still so many people, and I come across it all the time, who believe that somebody is inferior to them simply because they have white skin and the other person doesn't. And it's just like, really? Have you ever never heard of hillbillies and rednecks and ferals and, you know, people that literally do have an extremely low IQ and they're white. Hello? I look at Dr. Ben Carson. I mean, you know, his mum knew that the only way to get those boys out of the ghetto was to get them an education or they were going to go out either in the back of a police vehicle or a morgue. 
that was the only other way to get out. So, you know, I just, yeah, it's just to me it's like that was where a lot of it came in and is still there. I mean, even in Australia we put our Aboriginal people, you know, in places where they'll be with their own kind, which basically means there's no facilities. But they like it that way. Really? Have you ever bothered to ask them? You know, it's well, just that... Talking a... about it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It is. It is. That was the phrase I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I truly, I understand where you're at. Okay. Um, the other thing I want us to take a look at, guys, is where have we agreed with the miseducation, the non-education, the lack of education by our own actions, attitudes, and behaviors. We have to own our part. And I'll just share a personal story with that. I had a relative uh, that was a teenager. And I had a bunch of teenagers. I think it was about eight of them one day. We were going into the mall. Well, at the mall, there was a bookstore. So I told everybody, okay, everybody go in there and find a good book. Find whatever book you want. I'll buy everybody one book. This particular teenager didn't go in the store. And they were, they were sitting out, you know, where they have some chairs. And I went up to them. I was like, what's going on? How come you didn't get a book? And the words to me were, quote, there's no such thing as a good book, unquote. Teenager did not want a book. I don't care if it was a comic book. They just said, go get a book. They would not even go in there. Now, this person had had trauma because they had so much trouble reading. And they, it had been such an issue. Now, by this time, they're a teenager. But over and over again, it was just issue after issue after issue till they had got to the point where no such thing as a good book. So again, we are looking today at the lingering effects of slavery on education, either the non-existence of education, the substandard amount of education, or the obstacles that have been placed in the path of education. Thoughts and comments? The floor is open. And then we'll go up. You guys good? Well, let's go on. One of the areas I think for also of concern that we need to address in the courts today, uh, you mentioned about the um, the way we betray, the betrayal of some of the people we look up to with our young people. And there has been a trend in say the last 15 years is that if you are educated, you're not really black. In order to be down with the blacks, you should be speaking a different type of 
pronunciation of your words and you should be talking slang. And that has really taken root in our community, even in the elementary schools. You can hear them, they are, they just feel like, and of course rap and hip hop has played a huge part in it. So uh, in order to be um, hip and black, you need to speak um, a certain way, which is sad. And that's an area we can I'm glad you mentioned that one. I'll tell you my, my own story. In the 70s, I was told many times, you speak too white. So I can imagine what it's like 50 years later, you speak too white. I didn't even know what that meant. However, it is what it is. Okay, guys, let's go up. Does anybody have anything else that we need to include? Or as we as we start praying, we'll see what the Lord shows us. I am excited about today because when I started, again, I, I got this one from Dr. Joy DeGruel and you can find her on YouTube, but she had made a comment on there that just struck a chord with me. And I was like, Lord, we haven't hit on education. So let's, let's go take care of that. Speak up a little bit, Sam. The other thing I was uh, looking at is lingering effect of slavery. Uh, when we look at our parents, they never went to school. We went to school, right? But when you get home, you have no one to support you with that education. For you to do better at school, you need support at home, you need support at school, but there is no support at home. So um, even when we are making career choices, it was difficult because your parents don't even know, understand what is happening. They are trusting that you are going to make the right decision. But it's difficult as a child to make a decision not informed. And then the other thing I was looking at Africa, there is poverty in Africa. Why? Our forefathers were not educated, but when they got little education, they wanted to be free from, from colonization and they got the freedom, but because they are not educated, they did not know how to use the resources. And now Africa is broke. Why? Because we are not educated. We can have all the resources, but without education, we don't know what to do. That's good. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely. Oh, Father. Father, I just come in right now. And we know the continuation of this class action lawsuit that you have been bidding us to come and to handle some business in heaven that it would be reflected on earth. So we just come before you as a group once again and we request access into your courtroom. We come in through the blood of the Lamb for we know that there is no other way. And we thank you, Father, for uh, the anticipation. There's, there's an anticipation of what you're going to accomplish today. 
and the victory that you'll win on behalf of your boys, your girls, and this class of people, regardless of what nation they're from, but from those who have ancestry in their background, whether it be African ancestry or some other type, Father, you never intended for us to uh, be slaves. And we know that there are lingering effects that have gone on generation after generation. So according to your word, we ask that the books would be opened. We ask that you would be seated. Father, we're requesting that the seven spirits would be available and would help us. We thank you for our advocate. And we thank you for the high priest. <laughs> we thank you for the blood that he shed. We ask that even today, as we go along with this case, that uh, even his blood would testify on behalf of this class of people. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the great cloud of witnesses that we're requesting, Father, that the men and women in white linen would be available. Father, all those who had never had an opportunity to be educated, we ask that they would be present. Father, we're asking that all those who had a part or a parcel in unjust laws would be present. And Father, we're asking that those who um, were complicit, all the institutions that were complicit with ensuring that there was no education and that this people would stay ignorant so that they would not rebel, so that they would not go further, so that the people, this class of people would continue to be beasts of burden so that they could, uh, for their greed, uh, we're asking that they would be present as well, Father. Now, as we come before you, we state unequivocally that we do forgive, we do release, and we do bless as we've been doing and according to your word in John 20 and 23. However, Father, we're asking that the record would reflect the lingering effects of these unjust laws, the lingering effect of this dehumanization of people, the lingering effects on our bodies, on our soul, on our spirit, on our very temporal lobes, on our ability to receive our ability to process. Father, we're asking that all the lingering effects that we have discussed in this um, session today, we're asking that they would all be written in the books. And we're asking for a complete and a total annihilation of every lingering effect. We're asking for a complete and total annihilation of every ramification, of every impact on every place. Father, on every place that we have had problems in our education, on, on every person, Father, every person who did not receive an education. And now, Father, for their ancestors, we're requesting if you would Go back in time, Father, so that we could do. I'm gonna go back on that, on that. Um, 
go back on, onto my PowerPoint. Let's see if I can figure this out. I want to go back and list the things that the temporal lobe does. Father, we're asking that you would go back in our temporal lobes, which helps with language comprehension. So many of our uh, former descendants, the descendants of the African slaves are having problems with language comprehension, with speech, memory, auditory perception, visual perception. Father, in that part of the brain that deals with mathematical and science skills, the left side of the brain, which is the logical side. Father, the prefrontal cortex that deals with the executive function. We're asking in this courtroom today, on behalf of this class of people, as a part of this class action lawsuit, that you will go in and make the necessary improvements, changes, rearrangements, adjustments, um, the stripping out of any of the demonic, the stripping out of the learned helplessness. Father, we're asking for the stripping out of the um, those labels of being dumb even where it's been internalized. That those places where they simply have given up, where there's a, it's a misconnection. There's, there's some wiring father that's not connected properly or they've been switched. Father, you know all the parts of the brain, but there's some misfirings like spark plugs that misfire. There's some connections that are not making. There's some neurons that aren't firing. There's, there's some axons and some dendrites that are not growing. Father, there's too much, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's part of our brains that, that just continue to grow and expand in, in the athletics and the music and, and the entertainment. And, we're, and it's not an equal amount in the other fields, the medical field, the science field, our business, entrepreneurs. And we don't have the foundation, which is the reading, writing, and the language comprehension, the reading comprehension. Um, even those who do rote reading, and then you ask them what is it that they just read, and they have no idea. They simply are reading the words. Father, I don't know what that is, but you do. So I'm asking that you would send out the legions of angels for those who want to learn. Those who want to learn, but there's some lingering effects of slavery. Father, I'm asking that you would forgive us for any agreements that we had, anything that took place on the trading floor of hell where we gave up our ability to uh, comprehend, where we gave up our ability, uh, our memories and, and um, the facial recognition, the language, where we traded on the wrong trading floor. Father, we stand here right now and we ask that you would forgive us. We ask that the blood of Jesus would cover that. And we're asking that every time that that took place and every time that it was renewed, every time we fell into agreement again, Every time we gave up, every time we said that we that we just don't get it, we just don't get it. Every time we, 
we we um, agreed with the false perception of ourselves as a people and our ability to learn, our cognitive ability, our executive functioning. Father, we ask right now that you would forgive us and that the blood of Jesus would be the propitiation for the sin. Father, we revoke any right that anyone presumed over us to make a trade. We revoke the right of anyone who uh, spoke any words over us, who spoke any words over us, and you can't do that. Why, why do that? What difference is that gonna make? Father, I'm even thinking about, guys, um, my mother had a 10th grade education. And I just remember her saying that she had to work in the fields. They had to, they had to support the family. So just like I talked about that, that um, foster child that I had, that missed some steps. My mother absolutely missed some steps. So every for every child who had to work in the field in order to support the family and could not go to school. And for those who uh, many times, even now where the girls can't go to school, they can't be educated. Father, we stand in the gap on behalf of them. We ask so proud that you would forgive us and that you would help us so that those who are coming next, those who are in our educational systems right now, that they would be able to learn, they'd be able to grasp, comprehend, and they'd be able to process the information appropriately so that they could move on, so that they could be educated and they would have to know the value of education. Many, I just wanna say this, many of the, um, versions of the Bible that are coming out now are coming out at a much lower grading comp reading comprehension level. So we are, we just not, just not those of uh, slave descent, not just those uh, descendants of former slaves, but as a people, we are losing some things. So Father, we're asking that you would help us in this avenue, in this area, in Jesus' name. We stand in the gap. Actually, um, I think I'm going to ask Susan if you would do that. If you would do the repentance on the part of those who really didn't see us as being worthy of an education, what you had talked about earlier, and then Susan, if you would include the part of uh, the unequal uh, fund funding sources, how that made it is making a difference even now. Yes, Lord. Father, I just come before your throne. Lord, and I repent on behalf of everybody, especially the whites, where they have seen that our colored brothers and sisters are less than they are, that they are inferior, that they are simply one step above monkeys. Father, I just repent that stinking, horrible attitude, Father, of just minimizing people that are made in your image, Lord, where lack of honor has continued for hundreds of years to break down any chance that our black brothers and sisters would have to rise up and receive an education where there has been such an incredible difference in um, 
funding and expectations and prophesying lies over people and communities and nations, Father. Lord, I just ask, Lord, for your total, complete forgiveness for that arrogance, that um, control, that domination of another human being. Father, I just renounce that right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just ask for your forgiveness on behalf of all of the people who have had this attitude and still continue to have this attitude. Father, I just ask that you open their eyes and show them the truth that all men are created equal. None is better or worse than another. All are worthy of respect and love and honour and an education, a good education, an education that lifts them up from the places that they've seen themselves, an education that would lift them above what their history has been. We just thank you and we praise you, Father, of that revelation that would come into the hearts and minds of individuals across the globe from this moment on, that they would suddenly wake up and they would see the truth. And we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for your righteous judgment over this area. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just come before you right now, knowing who you are and knowing that you are a um, God of justice. And Father, because you are the God of justice and we know that you keep accurate accounts. So Father, we're asking right now for recompense for every debt. We're asking for the recompense, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. You said that when the enemy had been found, he'd have to pay back at least double. So Father, we're asking right now on behalf of those who never received their recompense, that for that recompense, that it would go, Father, even into the lineage, that it will go into those bloodlines, Father, that uh, the enemy would have to pay everything that he was supposed to and, and double. So Father, we're even asking for penalties. We're asking for penalties and complete recompense in the mighty name of Jesus for all of the descendants of slaves for their education that was never received. Father, you know, and I thank you that you know the hairs of our head and you keep accurate account and keep complete and accurate records. And we thank you for that. So, Father, we're asking Jesus, what should we do about this pitch black entity? And what is this claim? We're asking for discovery and what we should do about it. And what is this claim against the descendants of the slaves? We're asking, your, your word says that every hidden thing will be revealed. So we're asking in your courtroom today that let every hidden thing, or Father, even if it's not hidden, but we simply don't know. So we're asking for every hidden, every unknown thing that would uh, make a difference right now for those uh, who are in this courtroom, for those who are gonna be a part of this lawsuit, no matter what continent they're on. We're asking right now for some discovery so that we can do your work. Thank you, Father. We thank you for that. We, we thank you for that, Father. 
every change that took place. And I still want to go back. Does anyone else have anything that they want to repent for? Father, I, as we gather tonight, I just want this to be recorded and be acknowledged, and we need your support, Jesus. Now, when you went on the cross for us, you said that your blood has canceled every evil, wicked, written ordinances that the enemy has against us. Now, if we even go further back, Father God, when you created the heavens and the earth, especially the earth, you said it was very good, and you gave the ownership to men, not to evil entities, definitely not to Satan. And after Jesus has been, he has restored. But because we have evil entities still patrolling on our earth, and they have come amongst us and brought division, I read in your word, before you introduced different languages, that all human beings, we were all one. There was no division, there was no color, there was none. And meanwhile, we have different colors, skin color. We were in one accord. But the enemy came and come to say, do you, are you sure the black are made of human, they are like white? Came to sow a discord. And we agree with that lies. Because you're looking down and you're saying to us, is that what I make the earth to be? Is that what I did? That's not what my purpose of human beings are. The enemy have come to sow a lie like Jesus said. He sowed the wheat and the enemy came in the night and sowed the wheat and we grew up with it. We're not under the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. Did God really make the black people? Are black people really equal to white people? That's lies of the enemy. We are under the tree of life. Jesus Christ came to give us life. He's restored back. So Father God, we're asking as we're in the court today, every lies of the enemy that we have embraced over generations, over individual, as a nation, as individual, we're requesting that the blood of Jesus wipe out every ordinances, every lies of the enemy, especially regarding the African-American slaves, because we know it's a lie. And as the blood of Jesus wipe out, Father, we're asking that not just in the spiritual, but in the physical, all of those records, those evil, wicked, negative records, books, statistics, that is still being kept and being used negatively, we're asking, that the blood of Jesus wipe it out according to your words. Father, because if there is no record, if there is nothing to fall back on, nobody, we will go and do something else. But because somebody is still seeing, picking out one paper, one evidence that's not right, one lie, one negativeness, and we run with it. 
Father, we are asking that the blood of Jesus wipe out. And not only that, we're requesting, Father, because we repent. We're sorry that we agree with the enemy. We're requesting that you re release bailiff angels in millions to begin to take arrest all of these evil entities that are still pulling the puppet. They are using the humans as a puppet on earth to continue to cause division amongst us. We have enough. We say no more. Papa, we were requesting that all of these entities chained, brought before you for judgment, before Jesus. Whatever Jesus says, we agree with it. We have enough. You made us equal. You bless us. You said we were perfect when you created us in your image after your likeness. There was no division. But Father, we want restoration of what you did. Restoration, full restoration. The river of life to flood planet Earth. Almighty God, enough of the enemy taking control of the earth that they don't have any business being here. We have enough of darkness, evil, wicked, demonic entity, darkness, taking control of the planet that you've given us, not to them, us. And they've come to sow discord, disunity, hatred, unforgiveness, nastiness, enmity amongst us. We say no more, Father. As we stand in the court tonight, we say no more. We come to the court to request your help as the Supreme Court to say, intervene, release angels. As we repent, as we come under the blood of Jesus, Jesus, you are our advocate. We look to you. We look to you, Holy Spirit, to defend, to stand our cause, to speak on our behalf as the woman who kept going to the judge over and over again to say, plead my cause, judge. We are asking that you plead our, we plead our case before you, judge. Arise and speak. Arise and implement changes. Release angels. We need you, Lord, as we repent and we come under the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. So, Father, we just stand here before you and we see now, Father, how this non-education is tied to supplying the enemy with a never-ending source of those who are involved in violence, a never-ending source of those who are in poverty, a never-ending source of those who are involved in all the wicked devices and pornography and prostitution and sex trafficking and pornography and a drug running and gun running and gang activity, prison activity, and how the enemy is taking and using that lack of education and the lack of being able to be educated against us. And how we are a never ending source and supply for him to do his wicked and his evil. But you said that when the enemy has been found, he had to pay back. Father, we see now how our young people, how the fact that we were educated, how we were used and abused 
and then taken into the enemy's camp and how we were beaten down and we were bent over and we gave up and we became um, just what the enemy needed. And then we turned around and agreed with the enemy and we started selling drugs and our young people see that as their source, how we wanted to uh, uh, get rich quick scheme. Why go to school and spend all those years when I can go make this money? Father, I see now on behalf of this class of people, how our education, the lack of education, Father, because of the covenants, the agreements, the pacts, the deals, the backroom deals that have been made, the trades, how we have traded our resources and our resources is our progeny. So Father, I stand here on behalf of this class of people and I repent. I ask that the blood of Jesus would be the propitiation for the sin and that what he did on Calvary would be our scapegoat and that the blood that he shed would supersede every blood covenant that has been made, that it would supersede every blood pack, every curse, every hex, every vex, how it would supersede every agreement, how it would supersede any authority that was that was supposed over us. We reject that authority. We renounce that authority and we say reinstate the original contract. Father, we ask right now that the books would be open with our original contract with Yahweh, with what he said about us. Our original destiny scroll, no longer a part of any counterfeit scroll. Father, that, this, that the labels would be ripped off of these people, this class of people that don't believe that they have a seat at the table, that don't believe that they, they are entrepreneurs, businessmen, uh, businesswomen, science, doctors, lawyers, accountants, financiers, philanthropists. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that it would be reinstated, that anyone who says that they had a contract on this class of people and still have us in chains, whether it's in our, on our hands or on our brain. And Father, I'm even seeing this band, this band that's on the brain. I'm asking right now that you would remove the brand, that band off of the brain where it even would pound when, when they're trying to learn and trying to understand and they're not getting it and they give up. Father, we ask that you would remove that band and anything that I'm not seeing, but you know that has been placed spiritually that would affect the ability to learn, to process information, to retain it, and to comprehend. And Father, we ask that you would go back in the record and any place where the enemy used us, even against ourselves, we're asking right now that that would be brought back and you would right that wrong that that trade would be erased off of all of the books. We're asking for all of the books in heaven and in hell, that it would be erased off of all of the books. And there, there would be a recompense, a due recompense, because you are the just judge. Mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God. We repent for every time we made a mockery of education where we glorified being uneducated 
and we would taunt those who were serious about their schooling. Father, a generation that of the enemy rose up that was trying to keep us for being educated. So right now, Father, I, I present to the court Isaiah 54. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. Father, I declare right now in the courts that we are a people of the learned. We're people who have the ability to learn. Our tongue has the ability and the grace to speak and pronounce words correctly. Father, we speak with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And right now, Father God, as a witness, Isaiah 54, we release that over our people as we repent, Lord God, that we are known as people who can learn in Jesus' name. I also would like to submit these scriptures in the court. Acts 7, 22, Moses was educated in all the learning of the Egyptians, and he was a man of power in words and deeds. And Father, just as Moses was a man educated, and just as a, Moses was a man learning man. And just as Moses was a man of power and words, Father, we submit that this class of people are a people educated. We submit, Father, that this will be a people that are learned. We submit, Father, that this will be a people of power in words and in deeds. Father, I, I would also like to submit Proverbs 4 and 13. You said to take hold of instruction and do not let it go. Father, I submit that this is a people who are taking hold of instruction and we are guarding it. And we thank you for it. Father, even in 2 Timothy 3 and 16, when you said that all scripture is given, is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training and righteousness, that we would be a people, Father, that is inspired by you, by Yahweh himself, and that we would be a people of teaching. We would be a people learning. We would not be a people with an unteachable spirit. But Father, we would learn your scripture. And we would uh, take the correction, the reproof, and we would take the training that is available to us. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, I'm, I'm remembering the, the um, Daniel and his uh, peers and all the learning that they did and how they were wiser than all those who were even in that country. Father, I submit to you that this people would no longer be a people not grasping education, but this would be a people that you would say over and over again, they understand, they comprehend, they're learned, they're a teachable people, Father. And I thank you for that in Jesus' sweet name. I do wanna ask, uh, I do want to repent, Father, on behalf of the church. Does anybody want to do any repentance on behalf of the church and their complicity in education? I, I just stand here, Father, as a leader in, in your church, in the le as a leader in the body of Christ. And I ask that you would forgive all leadership that did not take a stand, all leadership who bowed to the culture, 
and said that this class of people would not learn, would not be educated, could not hold a book in their hand. Father, I submit to you that uh, we are guilty of complicity. We are guilty as a uh, as your body for not standing up and not separating ourselves from the culture. And we ask right now, God, that the blood of Jesus would be the propitiation for that sin. But Father, I also submit to you all of those who did not go along with the culture, all of the abolitionists, all of the white reformers, all of the Quakers, all of those who took a stand and some of them took up very, it was very difficult for them, but they, yet they took a stand for righteousness. They took a stand for what you said. Father, I submit in this courtroom today, all of those who saw what was, what was being perpetrated was not correct, was not right, and was not godly. And Father, I submit their testimony and their lives. And the many times that they spoke up about education and those who wanted um, the slaves to, to learn the Bible and to be able to read for themselves. Father, I submit that before you today as well. And I thank you for that. So Father, I just take a stand on behalf of those. There's no one on this call that's from California, Texas, Arizona, Nevada. But Father, I take a, um, I stand in on behalf of my family who lives in California, on behalf of my family that lives in Arizona, on behalf of those whom I have covenant relationships with that are in Texas, and I don't know anyone in Nevada. So I just ask that you would allow us to stand in on behalf of them as well. And Father, this, uh, this agreement, this contract, this covenant, this vow, this trade, this pact that is allowing this blackness over that, over the teaching and the learning. We're asking right now, God, that you would forgive us and we renounce that. We want to have no part of that. We want no part of, of anything that came from the demonic. If it didn't come from Yahweh, we'll have no part of it. So Father, on behalf of those who have children, who have loved ones there on this call, and, and those who will come, who can stand in the gap until such a time Father, we temporarily take that stand on behalf of them. And we say, Father, let, let this black covering be removed. Um, this black veil where the enemy has tried to take over this entire region. We ask right now that that covenant would be removed, that it be erased because the blood of Jesus is a higher. <laughs> There's nothing like the blood that our Savior shed for us, redemption. So Father, even in terms of, of the learning and the education system and how it makes a difference in our present day for poverty. We know that without education, it's a, it's a quick highway to poverty. So Father, even how the enemy has used us to keep us in poverty, whether it's in our homes, in our educations, in our jobs, in our businesses, where we've not been able to, to uh, expand and do your work in the marketplace, in the marketplace, we ask right now, Father, that you would forgive us and we ask that every covenant would be rescinded. Father, we know that you'll stand in. I had a court case where the, 
Lord, um, stood in for me. <laughs> and Father, just as you stood in for me on my, on my personal case, I asked that you would stand in on behalf of this class of people in any place that we could not stand in. But you would stand in on behalf and you would speak on behalf of this class of people so that they could do your bidding, they could do your work, that they would know you, that they would no longer have that demonic influence. They would no longer have a demonic bent through the generations. We ask that you would do this all the way back to the beginning. Anyone else? Thank you, Lord. It's roaring over the land. Sam, I would like you for you to do some repentance about what you discussed. That would be really good if you want to. Okay. <clears throat> Father, we ask for an awakening an awakening of education so that the whole earth will be awakened to the importance of education because education brings understanding. It makes people make the right choices. It, it, it encourages people to have a good way of life. The good behaviors come to people because they are educated, Father. When people are educated, they are not selfish, they are not greedy. Father, we cry out to you that let there be an awakening. Let there be an awakening in the church, in the family, in the communities, that education is important. Education will help us, Father, to stop this environment erosions, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God Almighty, we ask you to forgive us, Father, because we continue, Lord, and there is still um, slavery effects in our life, Father. Our forefathers were forced to come and become slaves and work for the white people. But now modern slavery, people are putting themselves in danger, crossing wild and roaring rivers and seas, trying to get abroad. For what? Because they are uneducated, Father. We cry out to you, Father, that you may release education in Africa, Lord, that more people will be educated, Father God. Have mercy, my Father on Africa, Lord. We hear people coming in dangerous ways, trying to get to India trying to get somewhere. They think there is somewhere where it's better, Father. But education will bring what they are looking for, even in Africa, Father. Father, we cry out to you, Father, that let there be an awakening. Let there be an awakening, Father, because Africa has lost its pride, lost everything, Father, because of lack of education, Father. People are fighting. They are no longer scared of bloodbath. They kill each other every day, Father. They resorted to violence. They have resorted to stealing. They have resorted to all these things which are not of you, my Father, my God. 
Lord God Almighty, we cry that let there be education, Father, among people, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we have, because of lack of education, we have people ruling Africa who are greedy, who want to rule until they die, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, have mercy, we cry for your intervention, Lord intervention father that let there be educated let people be aware of things that they need to do and do them in the right way father in the mighty name of jesus father we are asking that angels be released father to go and teach people lord that education is important in the name of jesus thank you lord Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all you're doing. These are some excellent scriptures. Jesus testifies on our behalf that we are clean. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God. I said that wrong. I know, I know it says to his glory. made us kings and priests to his God and Father to him and be glory and dominion forever and ever. Revelations 1 and 5. Okay, a python spirit being detached from the land. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just wanted to ensure that we um, cover everything. We know that there were slave codes that were instituted um, during slavery and after slavery. And it was the slave codes that said that we could not learn, we couldn't have a book. So Father, I just really ask you, even on behalf of those who were caught with a book in their hand, those who were caught that had learned how to read, those who um, did that which was illegal in the land, we're asking right now, Father, that you would give them a pardon that you would give them an um, unconditional pardon and that what they did, that what they had the fortitude to do because they went by your law and not man's law would not be held against them. In any place the enemy tried to uh, put a, a lien against them and a lien against the learning and their lineage, we ask right now that that lien would be released because they did quote unquote, what was illegal we're asking for every person, Father, who went against the slave codes in total now, not just education, but those who went against the slave codes in total, any lien that has been placed on them and their lineage. And this, for some reason, I'm seeing um, Rosa, Rosa Parks, because she went against the law. So, Father, if the enemy is holding anything against her, and all those who like her, who went against the quote-unquote law, the slave codes, the Jim Crow laws, all those things that were legal in the land but were illegal in heaven, we ask right now, God, that you would give them a, a, a complete and total pardon. 
and that it would be wiped off the books for them and their lineage. Father, we may have had some um, ancestors who did things that were quote unquote illegal in the land, but were righteous. We ask right now that the books would be adjusted for them and that their, their records would be completely and totally expunged. I think that's the word I'm looking for, that their records would be expunged. And Father, for those who had the audacity to teach a slave or to teach a free man how to read when it was against the natural law, we ask that their, their books would be open and that you would uh, give that to their account, that uh, their lineage would know how they did righteously, even though it was against natural law and against the culture, but they stood up for what they knew to be right. They stood up for humanity and for you. We're asking, Father, that you would give them um, credit. Don't know how you do it? You know. But we are asking on behalf of all those who had the audacity to teach a slave how to read, who had the audacity to go against the natural law and to say what was right, who had the audacity, all those lawyers um, who... Uh, even in the Supreme Court that they had the audacity to represent someone who everybody else in the culture said was wrong. We're asking that you would give them credit. We thank you for them and for their lineage, that their lineage would know the righteousness that's in that bloodline. We also want to deal with those, even as it stands now, those uh, people who are seen as quote unquote discipline problems. Father, we're asking that all labels, ADHD, inability to learn, slow learner, all of those labels would be taken off. And that um, even for the teacher's eyes where they have expectations, that their eyes would be uh, shed of those expectations. Father, we ask right now that all those mandates will be released for those who even right now think that they can't learn, <laughs> that, that they would be shown their destiny scrolls, whether it's in the sleep by their angels uh, with others, that they would know who they are in the kingdom of God, and they would take their rightful place. All those prophets and apostles and teachers, Father, all those businessmen, I keep saying, I keep business, I'm stuck on business. There are so many businessmen in the African former slave community that are on the wrong side right now. They're businessmen, but they're businessmen for the demonic. Father, we're asking that they would be moved to the right side, that they would have some understanding of all of their talents and all of their uh, ability to, to keep track of money. They, the logic, there's things that they know that they're using in the wrong way. So Father, we ask right now that those books would be open and that uh, we repent on their behalf. We ask right now that all the trades that have taken place on the trading floors of hell, Father, we ask that you would forgive us and we ask that all of that, all of that violence, all of that longing, all of that need for identity and for somebody to validate them when you are the validator. Father, we ask right now that you would forgive and that um, all of the benefits would be taken. We want none of it. We give it all back for us 
and our bloodline for this entire class of people. We want nothing that came from the divine. So we ask right now that you cut every string that the enemy would want to attach us and say they still have a string. They still have a way to pull us. They still have a way to a bit on us. We ask that they would be removed for ourselves and our generations. We know that you are a mighty God. Did not realize, guys, I just have to say this. I did not realize how much this was attached to so many other things. But this is attached to the parents. Is it a father, even for those parents who had horrible education experiences and they're intimidated um, and, and they can't speak up for their children, even as Rebecca was speaking about that. We ask right now that you would even send angels to help them, Father. We help with the literacy of the adults as well as the children, and that we would place value on uh, education once again. Father, we strip off any shame associated with not being educated, any shame associated with not completing their education, any shame associated with not being able to read that we could um, take off our pride that would stop us from saying, I need some help. I know some young men right now that can't read, but it's, it's, it's so shameful until they, they just keep perpetuating. I mean, can't really fill out a, 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 a application for employment. So Jesus, you testified on our behalf that we are clean and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead. Did I read that already? Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, Colossians 2 and 15. Having disarmed the principalities and powers, Father, we just speak to every principality and power associated with this education, with this, this ruler saying that we can't be educated, that we can't learn. Father, we say right now that you are disarming that principality and every power, and that you made a public spectacle over it and triumph. And Father, we give you the victory in this case. And we ask, Father, that you will continue to legislate on our behalf regarding this and every other part of this entire court case, even those that are yet to come. Father, we uh, ask you that, we ask that you will continue to be our lawyer, our advocate, on behalf of all of the cases that are yet to come, on behalf of all those who are yet to become a part and a party to this uh, class action lawsuit. Father, we just give, we, we give Jesus our advocate. We give you carte blanche. Do what you want to do. You know what needs to take place. But we're just asking that all of those ancient records, all of the records that are in the basement, all of those moldy records, all of the ones that nobody else can read, but you have a perfect accounting that all of those records will be brought up and be a part of and a party of this case that the enemy would not have a loophole to say we didn't include x y and z so we're, we're saying at all e-t-a-l all others that deal with the education that deal with breaking the lingering curses of slavery 
would deal with the uh, agreements, the contracts, the blood packs, the covenants, the giving over of a class of people. Who can give a class of people when you, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and those that dwell therein, we are yours. Father, we ask that once again, the records of all of the other verdicts will be brought into this case and that the enemy would not have an opportunity to say to anyone, I have this contract, I have this lien, I have this title. No, you have handled business. You have given um, decree after decree. We have been, been, been vindicated over and over again. Matter of fact, it's been heralded. It has been announced and pronounced in the heavens and on earth. And we thank you for that. Jesus, And we thank you, Father, as you roar over the lands. Have your way. The lion of the tribe of Judah has triumphed once again. Truth and faithfulness has triumphed once again. Your hope. Father, you are victorious in all your ways. And we thank you, Jehovah Jireh, for you have been our provider even in this. And we thank you, God, that we call you Jehovah Connor. You have been jealous over this people. Oh, God, you have been jealous over this people. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Is there anything else that we need to include today? Original blueprints, our destiny scrolls being reinstated. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. He's a good God. There is none like you. There is none like you. There is none like you. There's none as high as you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we ask that the angels for those who are in the courtroom now and those who will come later, that they will be notified of all that you have done, that the manifestation would take place in a quick way, that there will be a quick manifestation in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, in our churches, that um, in our schools, in our school districts, that there will be righteous laws instituted, that there will be a, a balancing of the um, public funds that are being used and distributed. That uh, this is something I did not include, but even the teachers, there was something, I don't know how I missed it, but even the teachers would be compensated appropriately and there would not be uneven compensation for the teachers and the instructors and all those who come to help with the educational system and all its avenues. And we ask that you would institute uh, righteous lawyers who will continue to help us to legislate in the appropriate areas. Righteous school board members who would uh, enact uh, proper rulings and help those, Father, as needed and as necessary. We're asking that the righteousness would be reinstituted in the educational systems across the lands, across the nations, across the territories, across the school districts, Father.
I don't have anything else. Anybody else? I'm ready to close out. So, Father, we're asking for anybody hear the verdict? We're asking for your verdict on our request. I feel like he's already done it already, but. There is loads of documents being released from heaven, like replacement of documents. Replacement of documents, loads and loads and loads of documents, which angels accompany them, and then the men in white linen coming to the earth to release, to be a part of it as well. But I can see loads of white papers being released onto earth. It's as if all of the negative documents that the enemy is using is being withdrawn, the blood is destroyed, and they are being replaced from the White House to the police, to education, to institution, to prison, uh, you know, documents, 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 documents being released and being replaced, you know, in places across, you know, Government, politics, it's, it's documents with angels going out. And obviously, um, notices are being given to all of the squatters. The believe angels are just doing a lot of arrest. Chains going on. You know, we had enough. The earth is ours. Doesn't matter what entity. They have no right, they defeated folks. The earth is not theirs, it's ours, and we're standing, we're speaking, we're asking for reinstation. We don't want no more division. There's no way there's no black. We're human beings made in God's image, loving, caring. That's what we want. That's what we're asking for. We want to stand next to each other as family, brothers, sisters, mothers, uncles. We've had enough division. So we don't want any negative interference, none of that. So we're having replacement, angels replacing those negative, evil, wicked entities. You know, patrollers increase, watchmen increase, all of those gateways, those portals, those realms that the enemy is using to come, being replaced with angels, military angels, uh, you know, so there's just a lot of um, reshovering, re, you know, this, you know, when you said all the new management I love it. kind of thing. So, you know, I'm new management. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So all of those, all of those things, because, you know, Christ has to find is fully aware is fed up. Heaven is fed up, we're fed up, and we're speaking. And angels has been waiting for us to speak. So they're out in multitude. It's, it's even, I think the, the thing is, the angels, yeah, we expect the angels, but the men in white linen are joining to say, we're coming to earth. We need reinstatement. We read things back to where, you know, we want to come and just be part of this. So, 
yeah, so there's a lot of um, reshuffling, things have been escorted, removed, taken out. The Lord is giving enough notice. Your time is up. The sons have spoken. They don't want you here. You got to go. You're not leaving. The bailiff angels are giving instructions. They don't know what to do. So, yeah. So there's a lot across. So we thank you, Lord. Thank you, yeah. Lord. <laughs> Opal, have you seen anything? Anything you want to report? When you were saying, did anyone have a verdict? It was just, I saw just really rejoicing in the court. Yeah. Great rejoicing. And I agree exactly with what Rebecca was just sharing. It was great rejoicing in the courts. Yeah, I really felt felt that. It was like, yes. Yeah, I felt Yes. Uh (laughs) (laughs) It was. Oh, that's so amazing. So amazing. Fair, you got anything? Okay. All right. Thank you. I'm saying that's um so father. Righteous judge. We thank you for your time. We thank you for your attention. We thank you for your attention to detail on um, what's taking place here today. We bless you once again, and we step out of your courtroom and we're gonna take communion. At the throne of grace, we've been directed. Oh, okay, all right. So we got the element physically, but we're going to the throne of grace to take it. Christ is with us. Okay. Let's see. Oh, well, you want to do the, um, why don't you do the blood? And Sam, you want to do the body today? So Sam, you'll start with the body. Uh, I'm reading from John 6, verse 47. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. Let us take the body of Jesus as we believe that he is, he is the body, the flesh of Jesus as we partake of his flesh that we will be healed, that he will be in us, and we in him. In Jesus' name, amen. 
And Lord, we thank you for your blood. We thank you that there is power, all power. We thank you that because of your blood, according to Colossians 1.20, all things have been reconciled to us, all things on earth and all things in heaven. We thank you that for the reconciliation of all things. As we pray today, Lord God, all things, the work was done in the courts today and has been released into the earth realm. And we celebrate as we drink of your blood for that reconciliation. So right now we take and we drink of your blood. And we seal all the work that took place tonight. We thank you that we were on one accord and we seal it through the blood of the everlasting covenant. And we rejoice with heaven in Jesus' name. 